Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Billboard Chartbeat Podcast. Gary Trust here, Billboard's co-director of charts. And hey guys, it's Trevor Anderson, chart manager here at Billboard. In case you just haven't gotten enough of us lately, we thought we'd do a quick emergency podcast. This one's all about BTS, because we noticed something really interesting. We thought this would just make a fun, quick podcast, so uh, that's what we're doing uh, in the middle of this week. Yeah, and one thing we saw in particular this week, um, we, we know that the Army was out there uh, doing their best to get uh, to get DNA on the Hot 100, which they successfully did, and they were doing it through the two sort of most direct ways you can do it. They were buying the song, and they were streaming the song, but that third component radio uh, seemed a little out of reach for a K-pop song. But we found one noticeable exception uh, about radio and the song DNA this week. Gary, let them know what, what's, what's weird about this. Yeah, and, and you know, I'll give a little credit to uh, Jeff Benjamin, too, who covers K-pop, but like no one else and, and uh, contributes to Billboard doing that. He, he asked the question, is anyone playing uh, uh, BTS DNA on the radio? So we looked and we found that one station on the panel of Billboard's Pop Songs Airplay chart, which is uh, more than 150 top 40 stations, there's one station playing DNA uh, more than twice a week. A few stations uh, sampled it here and there, but uh, one station, eight plays, which may not seem like a whole lot, but they're playing it in afternoon drive. They're playing it in uh, at nights. They're playing it even if they've uh, sampled it in morning drive. Uh, that kind of hit our radar. Is this is kind of interesting that uh, there's a station jumping out and and seeing uh, BTS is so huge. What if we played them? And even though it's a it's a K-pop song, we wanted to find out a little bit more about that. So uh, the station is KJYO and KJ one hundred and three. Guess where it's based? Right. You'll, you'll never. I mean, it's not. It's not sort of. It's not California. It's not Seattle. It's not New York. It is smack dab in Oklahoma City. Right. That is that is that is the place. Believe it or not. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk to uh, the program director uh, JJ Ryan of uh, KJ one hundred and three in Oklahoma City, talking about. BTS DNA on US radio uh, could be the missing link. Uh, we know the streams are there. We know the sales are there. That uh, the album debuted in the top ten on the Billboard uh, 200, uh, the first K-pop top ten ever. So let's find out about the radio side here again with JJ Ryan on a special Billboard Chartbeat podcast. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. JJ Ryan, program director for iHeartMedia, Oklahoma City, and KJYO. Thanks for joining us here on the Charpie Podcast. Thank you, Gary. Appreciate it. All right, so we wanted to reach out to you because uh, so many people are, are just uh, so passionate, obviously, about BTS, but uh, of the pop songs chart panel, there's one station that's playing DNA, uh, BTS's first Billboard Hot 100 hit, uh, more than two times a week. You guys played it eight times a week, but that that's fairly significant when no one else is playing it, really, more than just a, a sample spin here or there. Uh, you're playing it in afternoon drive. You're playing it uh, at night. You're giving it a morning drive spin. So, uh, JJ, what made you decide to play one of the absolute most buzzed about social bands that no one else is really playing right now at Top 40 Radio? Well, we, we actually started before DNA, just a little bit. Um, my daughter is a big BTS fan, has been for over a year now, so I've kind of been familiar with who they are, and when I got to KJ103, we started getting calls, and they started getting a little bit more heavy and, and uh, you know, requests via Twitter, asking for the song. So we threw it up on Twitter. Hey, do you want us to play BTS? Are there BTS fans in Oklahoma City? And the response was huge, probably one of the biggest responses I've seen to just asking about a song without actually playing it. So we gave the listeners the choice of what song it would be. It ended up becoming Blood, Sweat, Tears. We played it, and I just thought it was going to be like any other new song. We're going to get people that liked it. We're going to get people that didn't like it. What I was shocked to see was not only did their fan base tune in from all over the world and listen, which I thought was pretty cool, but we had so many people in the market recording their radios from their car, listening to the song, and and. And, and freaking out and it was one of those really cool moments as a program director and an on-air personality where you're seeing these teenage to even adults just screaming at the top of their lungs freaking out panicking because their favorite radio station was playing bts so at that point you know we started reaching out trying to find anyone we could with bts to try to get you know higher quality versions of the songs and you know then the new album dropped and we were able to finally connect with some people and and got a hold of uh, DNA and did the same exact thing once again. And it wasn't just a fluke the first time. We had people, you know, recording the song and and, uh, and freaking out. And we could tell they were local listeners, not just, you know, the BTS fan base, um, which, as you know, they, they call themselves the Army. 
So then, you know, a couple more times, and it just it, it kept happening, and it wasn't going away. And every time we played it, it seemed like the reaction got more and more. And it, it's not the typical song for Top 40 to play, as, as you know. Um, it's, it's in Korean. Um, but, you know, with Despacito being the biggest song of summer for this past year, and we've had other songs from, you know, other parts of the country become hits of Top 40, uh, it didn't seem like a crazy departure for us to play it, at least a little bit here and there to gauge our actual, you know, mass audience in Oklahoma City outside their fan base. And I can say we haven't had one single complaint about the song yet. And uh, and I was actually quite shocked about that because I figured people would call in going, I can't understand it. What is this? We haven't had a single one yet. Right. Yeah, that's what's kind of odd. You, you listen to the song. If you're sort of half listening, the, the music, the production is so on point with what Top 40 is right now. It, it, it does kind of sonically blend in with so much else. It's just right. It just, just happens to be in another language. It, it does. I mean, if you put it up against the DJ Snake record with Bieber, for example, or any of the you know EDM-influenced music that's on Top 40 right now, it does, outside of the language, it sounds just like everything else we're playing. So, um, And I think that's what you know allows us to play it, and it actually fits in. Uh, to the point you mentioned so much about um, how the fan base was really active and involved in this. Can you remember a similar time um, in any song or any artist that had the same kind of of mass reaction, or is this something that's kind of in a league of its own? I feel like it's it's in a league of its own. That or the generations have been, you know, more in tune with social media, I guess, and, and they're more active than maybe they were when, when Bieber came out or when Taylor came out. But it seems like, to me, by far, this is the biggest reaction to any artist I've seen as far as social media goes. Um, you know, they won the Billboard Music Award and, and they beat Justin Bieber, who, you know, up until that point, he pretty much won everything and he was non-contested in that category. So um, it, it's, 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 it's crazy for me to sit back and watch it because I, I, I can't remember the last time I've seen someone record a song that was playing on the radio, post it on social media, and it gets thousands of retweets. I mean, that just doesn't happen anymore. So to to see an artist, um, you know, do that is, is really cool. And we've seen locally, the demographic for them has been all over the place. I know there's, there's someone in their thirties that listens to our station quite a bit and listens at work and they're listening for the song all the time. And, and, you know, of course they've got a young fan base too, like my daughter, but their age, you know, uh, range of fans seems to be all over the place. And they're just, you know, going back to the social media thing, I haven't seen anything like this before. It's it's almost like this weird phenomenon that it's, I, I can't explain it. It's an interesting point you made about how uh, social media is really driving that attention to it. We, we've talked to a lot of uh, programmers, JJ, a lot of labels who say that radio is still very much based on, on listener uh, called call-out research. Uh, I, I'm sure you still use that as well, but are, are you you think maybe you're a little bit more open to, uh, to something like this when you see uh, the streaming and the social activity? Maybe you're just uh, a little bit more open? You know, I think I speak on all programmers. Obviously, research is, is going to be the, the foundation for your radio station. Because at the end of the day, with this format, you're appealing to a mass audience, and you've got to make sure that the majority of people listening are going to be happy. Will the song become a, a song that researches and becomes a hit? I, you know, if I had a, you know, uh, a mirror ball, I, I might be able to predict that, but um, I can't. So... It's kind of a hard question to answer because I don't know what it's going to do, but yes, 
you know, the foundation is going to be play the hits and, and, and play them off. And they, people want to hear their favorite song. But in between all of those songs, you know, you want to sprinkle in new stuff. And you want to play new stuff that's reacting, whether it's, you know, um, whether it's selling a ton or has a ton of social reaction, getting a ton of requests. There's a ton of different factors that go into how we determine what to play that's new. But hands down, our decision on this one was by large social media was just the reaction was so big. It it just felt weird to play it that one time and just not play it again. So, you know, we're, we're playing it a little bit. It's not at, it's not on every couple hours. But, yeah, we're, we're playing it at least one or two times a day right now to try to gauge our audience and let our, you know, mass audience get to know the song before we decide what to do with it from there. That's a good point you made about uh, Despacito, too, because now it's just it's so part of, of uh, mainstream pop culture. But when that song was first crossing over, even with Bieber, it, it was kind of weird at first to, to hear that uh, on Top 40 with so much of it uh, not in English. So I, I think you're right. Now you hear the song uh, like this, but DNA that's not in English, it's, it's again, really not that big a deal now. We're starting to see more of that. Uh, maybe this is where music is going at this point. It, exactly. And I think, you know, I don't know what their plan is in the U.S., but I'm sure someone's sitting there and, uh, you know, we're all in the music business and understand it. All they need is one song with a little bit of English in it to, you know, to get Despacito is a perfect example. I had just enough to get it stuck in your head, even if you didn't know any Spanish at all. Um, you know, the other songs, and it's a bad comparison to, to DNA, but, you know, you think of Gangnam Style, it, it was simple enough that the average person could pick up on this song. So, you know, I, I think... These guys are obviously super talented, got a massive social following, and I, I think they they could have some potential here in the U.S. on a mass appeal front if they just give us the right song, you know, if this one's not it, which hopefully it is. Well, at the moment, it looks like uh, Oklahoma City is the new K-pop capital in the U.S. You know, I wouldn't have thought there was a ton of K-pop fans. I'll be honest, we played this song, and I didn't think it was going to do much outside of their fan base, but... There was a lot more fancier than I thought of. And, and, you know, when you see the car radios recording the song, you know, you know, and you see the geo, you know, the geotag and it's Oklahoma City. It's very obvious that in their profiles say it, that they're local listeners. It, it was special for me to witness. And obviously it was special for them. So to create those moments on the radio is is something as a program or on air personality. You uh, that stuff can't happen enough. It's amazing when it does. Any other uh, songs working uh, really well right now at uh, KJ? Uh, you know, it's, it's, um, Imagine Dragons is doing extremely well for us. The new Demi Lovato is, is huge as well. Um, and, and we're kind of, it's, Oklahoma City's kind of funky right now. We, uh, we're playing BTS, we're playing Demi Lovato, and, you know, all the songs you would suspect to, to hear, but Sam Hunt's Body Like a Backroad, which is a country song, crossed over to Top 40, and, and it was, it was huge for us and did really well, so, um, it, it, it's it's fun to see a you know a format like ours in a city like ours uh, kind of have so much diversity in the music we're playing right now. It's fun. And uh, the other question we got to ask here: are, are you excited about Carmelo Anthony coming to the Thunder? I am. I'm from uh, I'm from Syracuse. I went to uh, uh, I went to SU around the same time that he did. So for um, uh, for you know him to be you know coming, it's 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 yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I can't. It's. I don't have season tickets, but I am definitely rethinking that decision now um, that uh, he's coming to town. Did I have Mello here? Is going to be a it's going to be a fun season. Yeah, 
Well, this is uh, great, uh, JJ. Just uh, thanks so so much for for taking some time. I mean, at Billboard, whenever we post uh, stories about BTS, we see we see the clicks, we see the social uh, reactions. So we ridiculous. Yeah, the fans are just so passionate. So uh, we saw that you know, really one station is jumping out on, on playing DNA. We just we wanted to talk to the person who was uh, taking a chance and and uh, really trying to uh, see if this might work at radio. So it's uh, you know nice to hear there are programmers who watch that kind of response and, and take a chance. That's that's what's fun about radio. That uh, sometimes. Uh, you never quite uh, know what you might hear when there's something that has this kind of buzz. So why not sample it like you guys are doing? Exactly. Yeah, man. I hope you appreciate uh, and tell your daughter that she may be responsible for it for a BTS invasion in the states. <laughs> oh, you, you know, as soon as that happens, she's going to be going. Um, we're going right, and I'll be booking a plane ticket to probably L.A. or New York. I'm sure because that will probably be destination number one. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, good luck and uh, good luck to the wallet and frequent flyer miles out there. Thank you so much, man. <laughs>